Thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. gives a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Though we've discussed this a few times before here on the Mideast Prophecy Update, our president's determination to bring peace to the Middle East is astounding. There is more and more discussion about how that peace can be accomplished. These sort of events point us more and more to the soon return of Jesus Christ. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on February 24th, 2019. So today, I want to talk about what I would argue is one of the main reasons the Lord's return is closer than any of us might realize. Now, I know what you're thinking. I can read your mind. In fact, there's something coming in right now. Let Just give me a second here. You're thinking, wow, pastor, come on, man. You say that every single week. I know. You've been saying this for years. I know. I have. The Lord's return is drawing near. Nearer now than when we first believed. The Lord could come at any time. Do you still believe that? Yes. Are you kidding me? Hello? (laughs) More so now. This is actually the reason why I want to address another matter that is sort of in concert with this, and that's why any mention of the Lord's return is increasingly met with ridicule. And I also want to, in doing that, talk about why that should matter. So, in order to do that, we'll need to first look at three prophecies in the Bible. I would encourage you to turn to them, if I could trouble you to do so. The first of which is in the Old Testament book of Daniel. And the second and third are in the New Testament books of Revelation, the last book in the Bible, and 2 Thessalonians. Let's start with Daniel 9.27. It says, then he, speaking of the Antichrist, shall confirm. Now this is an important word and detail that requires some explanation. In the original language of the Hebrew Old Testament, it's the same word, as it is in my native language of Arabic. It's the word kabir, kabir. It means great or greater, kabir. He shall make greater, kabir, a covenant with many for one week. This is a week of years, seven years. And here's another detail. 
In the middle of the week, the three and a half year mark, he, again, speaking of the Antichrist, shall bring an end to sacrifice and offering, which implies that there will be a temple rebuilt during this seven-year period, we know as the seven-year tribulation. And on the wing of abominations, many believe he, the Antichrist, will commit an abomination by sacrificing an unclean animal there in the temple. And it will happen at the three and a half year mark. On the wing of abomination shall be the one who makes desolate even until the consummation, which is determined, is poured out on the desolate. Now, Revelation chapter 13, verses 5 and 6. And he, again speaking of the Antichrist, was given a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. And he was given authority to continue for, here's the detail, 42 months, three and a half years. Then, verse 6, He opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, temple if you prefer, and those who dwell in heaven, which I personally believe is a reference to those that were raptured prior to the seven-year tribulation. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 4. The apostle Paul writes, He speaking of the Antichrist, will oppose and will exalt himself over everything that is called God or is worshipped so that he sets himself up in God's temple, proclaiming himself to be God. I believe that all three of these prophecies are speaking of that midpoint in the seven-year tribulation at the three-and-a-half-year mark, 42-month mark, where the Antichrist will commit this abomination that causes desolation, and the Jews will realize this is not our Christ, and it will be the catalyst that will bring them to a saving knowledge of the true Christ, their Messiah, Jesus the Christ. And for the last three and a half years of the seven-year tribulation, it is believed, according to the book of Revelation, that they will flee to the place that God has prepared for them. There's also other references in the Old Testament to this. Many believe, present company included, this is speaking of modern-day Jordan, Petra, where for the last three and a half years, the Jews will be protected from the Antichrist, who will seek to destroy them. This will be the last attempt of all of the attempts from the beginning of time, starting with Cain and Abel, to eliminate God's people, God's chosen people, the Jewish people. And he will fail. And that will take place in the seven-year tribulation, the last three and a half years. Okay. I'm beginning with these prophecies because they speak to the Antichrist declaring himself to be God in the midst of the seven-year tribulation. And this, after he makes great Kabir, this covenant for a week of years, seven years, which includes the Jews rebuilding their temple. I would submit 
that we are on the cusp of this being fulfilled. And if you'll hang in there with me, I want to explain what I see as this unstoppable momentum towards a peace agreement, only this time something's different. Something has changed. I'll start with this Fox News report about how, according to two senior administration officials, the Trump Middle East peace plan is finished, finally. And President Trump has been briefed on its contents. The final draft of the administration's deal of the century, as it's been dubbed, is 175 to 200 pages long. And, get this, fewer than five people have access to the complete document. A senior administration official said, quote, the plan is done, the president is happy, with the parameters of the deal, but officials also said that the plan is unlikely to be released before upcoming Israeli elections on April 9th, so we're basically two months away. They said, quote, we are not going to do anything that threatens Israel's security. Now, this is where it gets interesting. The administration officials have said that Trump is hopeful about the plan's ability to move forward and was quoted as saying, we have been given a different, different set of circumstances. Okay. It sounds like what's different about this particular peace deal, unlike any before it, is not only that the president is hopeful, but it seems that Israel's prime minister is also hopeful as well. According to the Jerusalem Post, Benjamin Netanyahu told a cabinet meeting that Israel's relationship with the U.S. is at its apex. Here's a quote. Israel's relationship with the United States is currently stronger than it has ever been. Stronger than certainly the Obama administration stronger than the Bush administration, stronger than the Reagan administration, and every administration prior. Netanyahu's comments come some two months before the U.S. is expected at long last to roll out its Middle East peace blueprint after the April 9th election. Here again, this is where it gets interesting. Last week, Netanyahu met U.S. Vice President Mike Pence and Secretary of State Mike Pompeo at the Middle East Summit in Warsaw. He said that the conference marked a, quote, listen, historic change, change, different, which held a great deal of significance for Israel. Now, this begs the question of, What changed? What's different? Perhaps we need look no further than to another Jerusalem Post report about the Arab world being on board with Trump's peace plan. This brings into play another detail in Daniel 9.27 because this peace agreement that is Kabir made great, greater, 
is with many. The implication being many nations, maybe many Arab nations. Is that what's different? Well, apparently Netanyahu made comments to Arab leaders at last week's conference in Warsaw where a secret tape was revealed and aired Sunday morning by KAN News. In it, the prime minister warned Arab countries not to reject the Trump peace plan before it is presented. He told Arab leaders during the same meeting that Israel knew peace was a, quote, one-way street. For Israel to be at peace or normalize relations with the broader Arab world, we must have Israel and Palestinian peace. Since peace was not forthcoming, we were stuck with no options. And then he also said, this is, quote, beginning to change. Oh, of course it is true if we make progress and have formal peace with Palestinians, it will help us with the Arab world. And I would say with parts of the Muslim world, a larger peace can be achieved. It's also significant that, according to the Jerusalem Post, the Saudi Arabian foreign minister, Abdel al-Juber, responded by saying that solving, this is Saudi Arabia now, solving the Israeli-Palestinian conflict would go a long way to, quote, turn down emotions and set the stage for stronger cooperation for countries, the many in the region. Maybe that's one of the things that's different this time. Even Qatar is seemingly amenable to having diplomatic ties with Israel vis-a-vis resolving the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. This according to another Jerusalem Post report in which Qatar's foreign affairs minister, hopefully I can pronounce his name correctly, it's a long one, those Arab names are always long ones, they have to have the titles in front of them, <laughs> Sheikh Mohammed bin Abdul Rahman Al Thani, there, I'm not going to say that again, was quoted as saying, the core issue of the relationship between Qatar and Israel is the Palestinian issue. As long as this is not resolved, there will always be a problem between us. This applies for all the Arab countries. The Qatari prime minister also referenced U.S. President Donald Trump's pending peace plan saying Qatar will accept any plan that is positive for the Palestinians. And then he said this, and I quote, We hope they will bring something positive for the Palestinians. Dare I say, bring something great? Kabir? Does it sound like to you that Qatar is looking for a way to do this and not not do this. I know that's not proper English. I know that's a double negative. I'm not supposed to do that, but whatever. Don't email me. In other words, it's really this collective effort on the part of the many, if you will, that are looking for a way. This has changed. 
This is different. Looking for a way for this to happen. They're actually hoping that it does. One last quote from one more source. It's the Times of Israel. And it has to do with Egyptian President Abdel Fattah al-Sisi, who may also be in agreement with the notion that the Arab world sees that this time, maybe there is hope. Something is different. Last month, el-Sisi told CBS News that cooperation between Cairo and Jerusalem, this is interesting, was tighter than it had ever been. Well, that's new. (laughs) That's different. And confirmed that Israel is helping Egyptian troops battle jihadists in the restive Sinai Peninsula. Now here's what's interesting. Israel and Egypt had never previously confirmed the existence of this campaign. In other words, it's different this time. This has never happened before. Our relationship has never been better than it has before. Okay, now here's the question. If this is different this time, maybe something is going to happen this time. Maybe there's hope that finally, after all these years, all these failed attempts at bringing peace to the Jews and the Palestinians so they can live side by side in peace and security is finally going to happen. Do you believe that? Or are you, and I understand, if you're kind of maybe one of those that says, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want to get my hopes up. I mean, I hope it is, but, you know, the proverb says, uh, uh, hope deferred makes the heart sick. I'm not going to get my hopes up. So, you know what? Fine. Maybe you believe that something is different this time. And if you're right, then I think that it would be good to ask ourselves this question. If we're seeing that which will ultimately be fulfilled during the seven-year tribulation beginning to happen now, then how close are we, really? So, If the rapture happens before the seven-year tribulation, and it does, it has to, it must, and we're now seeing things that will ultimately be fulfilled in the seven-year tribulation, which we're not going to be here for, but they're already starting to happen now, and there's an unstoppable momentum, meaning that It's not just going to, you know, one day we're going to pick up our newspapers and, oh my goodness, Russia and Iran are leaving Syria. They are? Are you kidding me? Yeah, there's, uh, the Jews and the Palestinians are going to, you know, delay 
this whole discussion of a peace agreement. Just deal with the status quo. Really? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? Is it? Do you see that happening? I don't. I don't see that happening. I see things speeding up. Here's another question. If we're that close, and I truly believe with all my heart that we absolutely are that close, even closer than we could possibly imagine, then what kind of an impact should this have on how we live our lives? Shouldn't it have some kind of an effect on the way we live our lives, the light touch on this world and the things of this world? story is told about a rabbi who only had a desk, a chair, and a lamp. Somebody came to visit him and said, Rabbi, where's all your furniture? So I didn't bring it. He says, where's all your furniture? To which they responded, well, I didn't bring it, I'm just visiting. He said, yeah, I'm just passing through. I didn't bring it. Got a light touch on this world, things of this world. Because there's coming a time, and I believe it's very soon, soon and very soon, when that trumpet's going to sound and everything here matters no more. I mean, shouldn't that affect us? the way we live our lives. And I'm keenly aware that there are those who mock and ridicule any mention of the Lord's return, and it's even getting worse, if you haven't noticed. But I want to encourage you with what the Apostle Peter wrote in his second epistle. Chapter 3, starting with verses 3 and 4. Listen to this. He says, Above all, you must understand that in the last days, scoffers will come scoffing and following their own evil desires. They will say, Where is this coming he promised? Ever since our ancestors died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. Come on. My parents, my grandparents, my great-grandparents, every generation thought the Lord was going to return in their lifetime. Where is he? Come on. Do you realize that when that happens, and it happens, that they who say that are actually fulfilling Bible prophecy? I, I like to sometimes point it out, I'm not as militant as I used to be, but I'd like to turn them to Second Peter chapter 3 and say, Wow, what, what'd you say? Are you ready? If not, you need to be ready, because our redemption draws nigh. This is what Jesus said about seeing these prophecies begin to come to pass in Luke chapter 21, verse 28. This verse speaks directly to the heart of the prophecy update that Pastor J.D. shares each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth. 
The goal for each prophecy update is twofold. First, to equip you with information you need to live in these exciting last days. Second, to encourage you in your faith in the Creator of the universe. Every word in the Holy Bible is 100% true. We're seeing that fact being proven each and every day. We pray that you have been both blessed and challenged by today's prophecy update. And we do hope you join us again for tomorrow's conclusion to this prophecy update from Pastor J.D. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of today's broadcast, you can become a Facebook friend with us by logging on to www.inspiritandtruthradio.com. We've provided a link to our Facebook page. Another great option to stay current with Pastor J.D.'s prophecy updates is to subscribe to the Aloha Bible Prophecy Update YouTube channel. The Prophecy Update YouTube channel has all the current updates that Pastor J.D. has shared as well as an archive of past updates. Again, log on to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and follow the link to the Prophecy Update YouTube channel. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Please join us tomorrow as Pastor J.D. concludes this Prophecy Update. That's next time on In Spirit and Truth.